0: Sports fans rejoice! You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. I'm coming in.
1: Hey, this is Shikala Hill, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Whoa! Auto like up.
0: Surely, surely. Crown to the highness, you now surfing with Wakanda's finest. On my nimbus, flying with my worries, lay bad like recliners. Golden touch like a Midas. I scribe fire on Papyrus. Raise the bar the highest so the biters can't reach where the mic is. Liquorish excellence with maximum effort. If the flow don't do it, boy, I guarantee you the wordplay gets you. Big as a road as small as the ocean, I'm complicated. smash those abroses and they sleeping like open, intoxicated. Don't that bottle, for- Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. I'm geeked and blessed to be joined today by the three-time, um, three-time All-American soccer player, host of the Beyond the Headlines podcast on Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM, Fox Sports and ESPN reporter Renee Washington. Ma'am, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here. So formal, but thank you. I appreciate the great introduction.
0: Look, I'm blessed to have you here. Um, you are phenomenal. Let me just start there. <laughs> Um, Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to start right there um, and just kind of go from there. Um, I've seen like your resume, your your time in sports. You have been incredible, just outright incredible. So thank you so much for joining us. We are humbled and blessed by your presence today.
1: Aw, you're too kind. I appreciate your sweet words, uh, not... Nearly incredible, but just thankful and blessed. That's all I can say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, let's hop in. Um, I, I recently listened to one of your interviews. Um, you had an interview with Junior Gillette. And um, I don't know if you noticed or not. I'm a Saints fan. And so I remember um Junior Gillette. Um, good player. Good, I mean awesome player actually on the field, phenomenal talent. Um, former New Orleans Saints captain, member of the Washington football team. Um, I wanna know how that interview come about? How did how did, you know, what about his story piqued your interest?
1: The beauty of networking, Um, one of his PR people actually reached out and was like, I have a great story. I think you'd be interested in um, having on your show. And through that, I actually had a chance to speak to Junior and just get more information on exactly what's going on. And something that definitely jumped out at me was the fact that he's had people that just dismiss him, don't tell his story, I'm sure, as you probably listened and heard. Um, But he's had interviews that have happened, and they've actually been like, Holding them and not even posting them. So he's been dealing with blackballing on all levels. It's not just in the NFL, but also in the media as well. So that's something I told him because I actually did the interview with him. I pre-recorded it uh, a few months back, actually, and told him I will be running this. Please do not assume that because it's not running, I'm doing like other people. But I do often pre-record interviews that aren't as time sensitive, just from a, a scheduling. uh, purpose it makes things a lot easier on my end so I was like I'm gonna get that one running as soon as possible though don't worry because he has a a great story to tell and it's great in a sad way and very unfortunate that he's not the only one I think that's the toughest part about his interview is just hearing the fact that this is one player whose complete career has been turned upside down as mentioned he was a captain it's not a player that was struggling to play or anything like that he was a leader of this team he was a top player on the Saints and to now not even have a a job in the NFL and a team to play for, you know, we think Colin Kaepernick, Well, there are many names that we just don't know about that I know Saints fans. I've had a couple that have actually reached out like, Oh, I love junior galette. I didn't even know this happened because you just sometimes assume a player just drops off, off your radar and you don't really know why, but that's, also because these stories aren't being told. So that's a big reason why I try with my show, the concept of beyond the headlines is exactly that. Those stories that you don't know, the stories that get lost, the stories that aren't completely covered because they're not trending or exciting or major news in that sense, but should be told. So that was a story I was fortunate that, um, you know, in, through, in doing the show and through the networking side of things and relationships built was able to come across my radar and I'm happy that it did because he's awesome. And I'm hopeful that he will be able to get back in the league or at least be able to make progress to get back to what he's hoping to aspire to do.
0: I heard, um, just, just listening to him, he mentioned that his former coach wouldn't, you know, wouldn't bring him in. Right. And, and that sounded like it hurt, really. You know, it sounded like it hurt him to his core. Um, I want to I wanna ask you, and, and it sounds like you do, um, just to kind of kick off. Do you believe in NFL blackballing um, just for, like, marginal talent? Or you think it's across the board it can go for any, any level of talent?
1: Well, I believe in sports blackballing as a whole. I mean, that's something that I've seen as an athlete, which is partly why I try to tell those stories, because mm-hmm. – we all know the major stories. We hear about the Hall of Famers. We hear about the championships. We hear about the triple doubles in basketball and, you know, Pro Bowls in football and everything else. But what, from what I saw in soccer and basketball growing up, what I've seen from friends that I had that play sports and stories that I've come across, there are a lot more stories of athletes that have been blackballed in one way or another, whether it was a coach or the system or the politics. And that's actually a big reason why I got into reporting is because I think there's, there's a need to share more of these stories. And there's a need to bring about these because we're so quick, and as I said before, to cover just the flashy, trendy topics, which I love covering those too. But I think that there's so many players and stories we just don't know about. The players that underperform, that don't pan out to the level that they were expected, don't reach expectation, there's a lot of reason behind that. It's not always because of them. So to hear his coach and, and the people that he trusted treat him that way, it's hurtful, but I wish I could say I've never seen that before because I have personally and in friends and, and athletes and other people that I know. So yes, I believe blackballing does happen. And I believe that, there is a need to tell more of these stories and I hope to uncover them. And hopefully I don't have any negative repercussions because of it. I think I'm a pretty small show that maybe it won't get flagged in any sense, but I'm just trying to do my part to help share the stories and use my platform to do so. Well,
0: look, right after this, I want to bring your attention to somebody who I'm, who I'm thinking of and I think, you know, would be good for your show. Um, I want to ask you about another uh, superior talent who could, was right on the cusp of getting blackballed himself, I believe. Um, Antonio Brown. He's back, mm-hmm. right? Um, And it seems that his friendship with Tom Brady got him another shot in the league. How do you think this pans out this time around for for um, AB?
1: Well, I think it was very surprising, the stories that we were hearing in AB's short time in New England when he was even staying with Tom Brady and, like, living at the house with Tom and Giselle and the kids. Like, to hear all that come out, you could tell there was more there. And so it hap- everything happened so fast. It was in the course of, like, a couple weeks that we saw him join the Patriots and then the turnaround that he was out. So it was a very quick turnaround. And so I'm not actually fully surprised um, because of the way that Tom Brady has brought back Gronk and Antonio Brown. Like he seems to be creating this team around him of players that he trusts, that he's built a relationship with. And, and I'm okay with it because I think that well for Gronk coming back out of retirement before AB with all he's dealt with, I just, I just felt as though there was something more that we were missing mental health issues, something personal going on. It just was one thing after the other. And although we're quick to dismiss it as being crazy because it is, it is outlandish. It just seemed like there was something more. So I'm actually happy for the fact that he's able to get back to doing what he loves. I just had an interview with a player that used to play in the NFL and actually will be dropping this week on my show and no shameless plug there at all. But he was literally talking about how football was his outlet. He also was dealing with some mental issues and abuse issues and different things he's gone through in his personal life. That football was the way to alleviate and get away from all those traumas. So I don't know what Antonio Brown has been through is going through is going on behind the scenes, but unfortunately I feel like this is something we won't find out until a 30 for 30 comes out 20 years from now or something around AB because it just doesn't make sense to me something is missing there so in hearing stories about different players have been blackballed or dealt with their own mental health issues or CTE stories whatever it may be something is there so I think Tom Brady might know more than we do having lived with him and I think that's a big reason why he was an advocate to bring him into Tampa Bay and why not? You know, if you have if you have the power to do something like that and help make a big move like that, why not reach out the olive branch and help someone else who, in this case, seems like he needs it.
0: You mentioned um, the phenomenal talent that has been collected over at over in Tampa. Um, they have grown. They have a B. Um, the, they are already the incumbents. All right. You have um, Mike Evans. You already have um, Godwin. Right. There's just so many. Um, of those guys and and they just have a lot of talent all around them look at the emergence of Ronald Jones and it's just so much you know coming from that team do you believe like right now they're kind of at that nearly unstoppable range like when they're fully healthy
1: yeah I do think that what we're seeing from the Buccaneers is very encouraging you know I think you can't overlook all that this team has done at first when it was Tom Brady it was kind of like huh Okay. And then as the news broke around Gronk, it was like, oh, okay. And every, every time you see more, it's kind of encouraging that this is the team that, that should be a top team across the league. Now I think the tough part is the league in itself has changed. So even like a Tom Brady, for example, although he's in the later part of his career, although he stole Tom Brady and we can't forget that. I do think that there's something to be said about the way the NFL is shifting in terms of the quarterback position, the way that quarterbacks are running, playing um, more out of the pocket instead of just typical passing quarterbacks. So I think that because of that, they're going to be limited in, in a sense, but I don't see this team being anything less than a playoff team. You know, at first I was saying um, I was a little skeptical, but I also do know I had um, the chance to speak to one of the Tampa Bay reporters back in the summer, and um, she was telling me about the fact that this is a team that when you're closely working with them and following them, you could see the makings of a really talented team. And it reminded me of a lot of what I saw from the 49ers and the Chiefs actually heading into their this their success this past season and of course the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl but just the the same remnants and foundation of a team that despite their their record despite the results still had a championship kind of mindset and still saw the bigger picture and even with their their losses were right there it was like one or two things that would be missing in their past season so now to bring into Tom Brady and Grant and players that have Super Bowl experience championships That's something that really will elevate them. So I do think that this is a team that's going to be dangerous in that sense. But I also am just excited as a whole because I think there's a lot of talent across the league that makes this season one that you really don't know who's going to win. You don't really – you can't fully, solely today on, you know, in November say who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl if we're able to have one.
0: Look, I want to know this, right? So I know we don't know who's going to win. I know you're an Eagles fan. Right,
1: I am so, <laughs> so I, yeah, but I'm a realistic Eagles fan, so I'm not going to set up and say that we're gonna have this Cinderella run. But yes, I'm an Eagles fan.
0: Oh, good, I know a lot of um non realistic Eagle fans, and so <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, yeah, well, there's a lot of unrealistic fans in all for all teams, it's not just Philly yeah. sports, even though us Philly sports fans get a really bad
0: rep. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> um, okay, so. Okay, if you had to kind of put a hedge of bet on somebody right now, right, if you had to kind of like pick one, um, who would it be?
1: Um, this is hard because I wanted to come into this saying the, the Ravens, but I don't think mm-hmm. the Ravens, they're still missing. You know, they're still learning. You know, I kind of expected them off of last year's disappointing playoff loss to redeem themselves, and it's still early. They might. The Steelers are off to an undefeated start heading into this week's games. Um, They will be playing the Cowboys, so I expect that to continue. But I don't see them being a Super Bowl team. I'm not fully sold. I actually – the team that has been standing out the most to me has been the Chiefs. And I know it's very tough to repeat, and it's it's something that is in itself – Everyone's goal coming off of a Super Bowl and a championship is to do it again next year. But actually, I feel like the Chiefs look better than they did last year. You know, I look at their defense specifically, which was an area of weakness. They they look like they're a better team now. Help aside if they're able to stay, you know, injury free, COVID doesn't strike or anything crazy. I see the Chiefs being a team that is if not winning it again, at least in the deep stretch of the postseason. So right now that's a team that I'm the most that I think has the most complete Package from Big Red, Andy Reid as coach, with the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, with the numbers they're putting up, and then their defense, which is one of their weaknesses, looks so, so solid that they're looking like a Super Bowl team already, and it's so early in the season. So that's that's what I'm going with if I had to pick one.
0: You just gained a fan. Um, I'm going (laughs) to play this. I'm gonna play this for. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna play this for my team, and, and I know one person who's gonna now be. They're gonna follow you. I promise you. By the end of the week, guaranteed, guaranteed. So um, <laughs> his name is Will Smith. You'll see it. Red and bold. Will Smith. Will Smith. His name is Will Smith.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and he's um he's uh, red and bold. That's his podcast. He's red and bold, and he's all about the Chiefs. So he's gonna love the it. Real Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original. <laughs> so talk to me. We just talked championships on, the, on, you know, the NFL side. Let's talk on the NBA side. The Lakers just won, right? You know, praise God. I love that. Um, but um, it seems like their greatest competition came from the Western Conference. Didn't have a ton of competition from the Eastern Conference. Um, when they met in the championship with the Heat, everybody was like, you know, this is a wash. I want to know from your, from your standpoint, um, knowing that you cover the Wizards, I want to know if you look at those top teams in the East, what do they need to do to close that gap? Well,
1: first of all, you see, I'm... Without a coincidence, it is on purpose, repping my purple and gold. I'm actually a LeBron James fan, so I'm hyped that the Lakers won a championship.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But I think the biggest thing is there's such a gap in the East versus the West. And I've actually been saying actively that I feel like it's time for the NBA to change up the way the playoffs are done. Mm. Like, I think because if we had that Clippers-Lakers matchup that everybody wanted, that would have been the best two teams in the NBA. And they're both in the same conference. So I just think there's something that needs to change, whether it's having some sort of like, I know they're talking around the shortened season, having like a play-in tournament and everything, but even just changing up the way that the conferences are set up to have more of like even like a March Madness feel or something. I don't know, just some, some sort of change. Because the conferences, to me, I never felt like an Eastern Conference team could win the final. Mm. And I was very impressed with the heat, with the Celtics, with the Raptors but I was never sold on any of them. Now the Clippers I've been saying from day one to me on paper was much better than they were on the floor. I always thought they were underperforming before they even choked in the series versus Denver. I was saying this team doesn't have it. It's not there. Um, They don't have the championship makeup. The chemistry wasn't there. We saw, we've heard, we've heard it all um, after the fact. So I do think that the Western comments right now, there's a shift and we see that every once in a while where the NBA kind of shifts in, the better talent is leaning to one conference or the other. So I think next year actually is going to be insane because you know, the Warriors are going to be back. We, we had a whole postseason without the Splash Brothers, you know, mm-hmm. and also just the fact that everything's changing around the start of the next season with it being December 22nd as the day that they, it seems like it's going to be starting up, having a shortened season, having all the craziness of the last six months. So I am I think we're going to be in for a real treat. Like, this past year was crazy, but I think this year is going to be one for the books because you also have on the other side of Brooklyn, KD and Kyrie. Now, we don't know how anybody's going to come back from from injury. Um, I know with the Wizards I've been talking about, Beal and and John Wall coming back. You've got, in my opinion, the Sixers will be strong with having Doc Rivers as coach. The Clippers should be better, and I think Ty will be able to manage the personalities. But there's a lot of teams right now that are, like, gearing up and and reloading so to speak and I think the Lakers are doing that too so while I still think they're a favorite to come back and and win it again actually as we're talking repeats I think it's going to be a crazy crazy season with a shortened season with the playing tournament that definitely sticks but I do still think the Western Conference is going to be stronger than the Eastern Conference but at least it'll be a little more leveled off in my opinion
0: You mentioned um, the Wizards, and and in my opinion, when I look at that Wizards team, um, man, they're so close. I feel like they're close, you know, Um, but I don't feel like they're right there enough to win the championship. That's just on on, on my end. I don't think they can – I don't think as currently constructed they win a championship. Some, you know, teams go about doing this one or two ways. They'll, you know, try to build, you know, just add on some pieces to try to get over the hump, or they'll just blow the team up. Do you think – where do you think the the Wizards kind of fall? Do they fall on that end of we're going to blow this thing up soon or do they kind of, you know, look to add some pieces along the way?
1: Yeah, um, Beale, Bradley Beal and Tommy Shepard, the GM, have both been saying that they're looking to keep him in D.C. I know that's mm-hmm. been the, one of the biggest tra- trade rumors around the NBA. Every day it's a different team that he's rumored <laughs> to be traded to. Um, in my opinion, I really don't think it makes sense to blow this team up because you have – it's, it's like now or never. There's, there's no time, specifically now or never, around John Wall and Bradley Beal. Now, if you're planning for the next generation, that, that young core that we saw in the NBA restart, that's different. But in my opinion, I'd be planning around Wall and Beal. And with Wall, 30 years old, with all the injuries he's had, Bradley Beal, in my opinion, that the Wizards aren't able to be a better team this year. And by better, I mean at least reach the playoffs. He's out. So if you're trying to keep them, you need to figure it out. You need to figure out a way to, to sign Davis Burtons, who's a free agent, to bring in a veteran. I, I said they need a big, either a stretch four or a center, someone that's going to be a rim protector that can be versatile, though, and be a presence from the perimeter and be someone that can help around the basket and in the paint. But they've got to do it now. So I've also actively been saying that the draft for the Wizards, while you want to get a, a nice incoming rookie, that's the the least of the where I'd be putting my eggs in the basket, so to speak. I'd be focusing on getting a free agent or a trade, bringing in someone that's already established. We know rookies don't always come in and and hit the ground running. It sometimes takes them a couple years to get going. But we don't have time for that if you're the Wizards. You've got to get it right now. And it's got to be this season. So I don't think you throw it all away, but I think if they don't get it right this season, yeah, the dumpster fire is there. They're going to just be – Tank, tanking throwing it all away trading everyone <laughs> and starting again but it it is like now or never do or die type for the wizards because they had like you said i think they're right there on being the on the cusp of being a playoff team i don't think they're capable of winning the eastern conference as of today we don't know what major changes can happen as of tomorrow um but i do think they need to bring in a a key piece around john wall and bradley Beal.
0: i would be interested to know um and you know, i definitely, you know, stay tuned in and locked into you on Twitter. Um, but I'll be interested to know one major move that would, you know, change the whole course of this Wizards team, right? If there was just, like, one move, they'll be like, oh, yeah. my God, this this is the move that will change everything. I would love to know what that is. Um, you mentioned the NBA draft, right? And you said it's coming up soon. Um, do you think this year we'll see the rookie impact that we've seen in other years? Because we're in a unique situation, do you believe we'll, we'll see any – impact this year
1: sadly I actually don't I know you're Mm -hmm. a big lamella ball fan um (laughs) but I I just don't I just think that a big part of it actually is not even just anything to do with the players in the draft but also the craziness of this transition like compared to past seasons when they have summer league they have the draft they have this transition period we're talking about having the draft November 18th and the season starting December 22nd that's a very fast turnaround. Yeah. So I think because of that, it's going to add some more craziness because the time they normally would take during the summer to, to kind of get their feet under them and slowly making that transition and having workouts with players. We see a lot of the veterans always are doing like pickup games and stuff in the summer. That's not happening. And not as much, I should say. So I think because of that, it's going to make their transition into the league slower because they're literally being thrown right in. You go from being waiting around to see what teams are going to be on to go play a game with them. Like for any player, it's going to take time chemistry wise, mentally, not even on the physical and talent side, but mentally to make that adjustment. I did not mention, I don't think we have any prospects when I think about past drafts, even at Zion Williamson, we do not have anybody that we're completely sold on. Mm. That's like, you have to get this player. This is a franchise changing player. Everyone that's in the draft, in my opinion, will be a solid role player, mm. maybe a starter in year two or three. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a t- I feel I feel bad for them actually. They didn't have a postseason for the for March Madness and they didn't have a a chance to finish out their college career. They didn't have a chance to have the draft in the summer league and and the workouts that they I think it's going to be a transition, unfortunately, for
0: them. I can see that. Um, okay, I want to I hop into the Speaking of impact, you're very impactful in the sports world. I mean, you're, you're doing so much stuff, right? You're the, of, um, you're the host of Beyond the Headlines on Fox Sports. Um, you're covering a lot um, for ESPN. Um, you're doing a lot for Fox Sports as well. And you're also mentoring young broadcasters right? So young broadcast hopefuls, you're mentoring them as well. What advice would you give um, to some people or to some, you know, young up and coming people out there looking to make their mark or make a splash in the world of sports journalism?
1: Yeah. um, I think the biggest thing is to pave your own path and, really try to figure out what works best for you because I I actually was literally just having a conversation earlier today around this with um, a young up-and-coming broadcaster and now we live in such a shallow social media heavy world that we're so quick to compare where we are with where someone else is this person just got a promotion or just got a house or just moved here whatever and that's not your journey like that's not your path to walk Mm -hmm. so if you get caught up on what everybody else is doing it makes you lose sight of what incredible things you have going on. So it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And I say that so many times. I know it's so cliche, but it's the truth. So someone may seem like they're ahead of you right now, or they're doing better than you right now. But if you consistently are doing the right things, networking and building relationships, creating content, finding ways to diversify yourself. So you're not a typical reporter, but finding a way to separate yourself from others and the shows you have and the way you report, and the way you carry yourself, all those little things just slowly chip away. And it's like consistently watering that plant that you, you, you plant in the ground over time. It will blossom into something incredible. But if you're so focused on why isn't this going right now? And you're like overly focused on it. That's when things happen slower because you're now focused on the wrong thing. So you have to keep perspective. You have to keep your focus on where you're going. And something that always helps me is keeping in mind where I started, where I'm at, and where I'm going. So, although I might not be where I want to be right now, look at where I was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 4 years ago when I actually started in this industry to now. And that's the reassurance that you're doing the right things, you're on the right path, and you will get there. Might not take the time that you want, it might be a little longer, it might be a little different than expected, but if you have that faith that you'll get there one day, you will. So it's just being willing to pave your own path. And I think a lot of people try to be someone else. You try to be Stephen A, you try to be Jamel Hill or Aaron Andrews. That's not you, be you, figure out who you are so that someone else wants to be you one day and aspires and admires you for you, not because you're trying to be a copy of Aaron Andrews. That's not practical, that's not authentic. So just pave your own path and figure out ways to continue to make yourself versatile, make yourself a value and asset to a network, to a company. And someone that listeners want to listen to and follow and subscribe and get to know that you can relate with them in some way. So just having that perspective so we don't get caught up on all the external factors that you can't control, but stay more focused on what you've got going on, because most times you're right there and you don't even realize it.
0: Talk to us about your, your awesome show, um, Beyond the Headlines. You mentioned it a little bit. Um, you said, you know, you don't want to give a, a, do a shameless plug Here. Full plug, right? Do your thing. Tell us about your show so we know more about it and we want to you know, go check it out.
1: Yeah, so for my show, I was trying to find something that was different. I I saw the numbers of the amount of people that have created podcasts since March of 2020 and it's like thousands (laughs) of people. Like everyone has a show. You know this, I know this. Everyone's a podcaster now. So I, first of all, wanted to have my show be something different that would intrigue people in a different way and then also something that would meet A listener on wherever they are so for the true diehard sports fan for the true like if you're a saints fan for example or maybe you're not a saints fan but you want to hear about the story because as a person you're just interested to know how someone is being how in this case junior guts being blackballed so i wanted to have all the stories be relatable in some way But then I also wanted them to be unique. So I also recently just started working with the MLS with the Philadelphia Union, I work in the NBA, the WNBA, everything is very league heavy specific to the work I'm doing. So I didn't want this to just completely mirror that I wanted something unique in its own way. So now you can come here, you can get analytics and analysis on gains and scores and results, but you can also get stories. That meets you on a human basic level as who you are as a parent, as a spouse, as a child, as someone that is aspiring to build your own business one day, whatever it may be, just connecting listeners with those stories that you don't get to hear. You know, they're not all over social media. They're not in your face as much because they're not getting told. So I really am beyond the headlines is exactly that. I'm trying to go deeper than the stories that you hear on every sports network, on every major outlet. You hear the same stories, but I'm going to give you those and a little something different. So you get a little extra. But again, the biggest thing is that relatability piece and being able to hopefully inspire people in some way through the stories that I'm sharing on my show.
0: And what I really like is that intro music. Good job with oh, that. Oh
1: no way! Thank yeah, you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that. Like no, that. It, like that.
1: It's funny because that actually was created by a friend of mine who I met three years ago through one of the very first shows I ever started doing. And as I've continued to grow, his name is Newbreed Nye. He's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Definitely check him out. He's got a peril line coming out um, or he's already has the peril line he's launched. He's making incredible music. He's got an album dropping. But there are people that you meet along your journey that and he's one of them. That you continue to grow with like even the I have someone that does voiceovers for me he's a growing voiceover artist and I just try to pull people along with me so I was like hey I have a show do you want to make a song for it I didn't want to just have a basic jingle I wanted something that was its own <laughs> so he actually worked with me and we collaborated to create a, a song that now you hear at the beginning of every show it's about 30 seconds or so but yeah, I've met him three years ago. It's crazy because I'm like, wow, I remember where he was, where I was. And now we're just slowly growing together to help in any way we can to grow each other's uh, work and the content we're doing. And that's one of the best things about this industry, the people you meet along the way that you can, like, learn with and grow with and get to know. So thank you for that. I'm going to have to let him know.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let him know. Um, give me his name one more time.
1: New breed Nye. He's Nyrick Evans. So it's very simple. Awesome. It's New breed Nye NYE and you can definitely check him out. His apparel, I just ordered some gear that he's got. It's, it's really dope. So definitely love check it. him out. His music is, is awesome.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Look, we appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for joining us again. We truly appreciate you. Um, can you please let us know your, your Twitter handle so people can follow you and find you on Twitter? Oh, and if you want to give any other information where people can find you and follow you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can definitely follow at Renee P. Wash on Twitter at Renee P. Washington on Facebook and Instagram. My show beyond the headlines is across all streaming platforms. I just changed the format. So instead of just one weekly show, I I drop multiple episodes throughout the week. So you can subscribe to catch the different segments that we have. We have a fantasy football segment. We have a spill in the bean segment, which is looking at like trending topics, kind of like an e-news type of feel to it uh, sports segment. So music, there's so much that you can catch on the show, but I thank you so much for having me on and having the chance to talk through what's going on in sports and my own career. And I appreciate the work that you do as well.
0: Thank you very much. We appreciate you. All right. And one more thing we always do for people. Um, we just want to know how can we pray for you? Our listeners are praying people. So is there any way way we can pray for you, um, and keep you lifted up, you know, as as you're going along your journey?
1: Oh, I love that. Um, I, I would pray for patience actually there it's a and, and not only in my professional life but we're in a world right now where people are trying you out here and testing you <laughs> so I'm gonna need some patience so I don't snap on somebody because between the election and I don't know I'm just looking at people differently I'm gonna just leave it at that but pray for patience because I, I like to think I'm a very positive person but there's some people that are messing up my my uh my Zen right now. So definitely pray for patience.
0: <laughs> we got you. We got you covered. We're praying for patience.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Lord Jesus. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you very much, and we really, really appreciate you. All right, so thank hey you. look
1: I appreciate you and it's been a pleasure joining you.
0: Absolutely. Thank y'all so much for listening, man. We really appreciate you. We pray that you, you know, go and follow her right now on our social media. Um, she's a good follow on Twitter. Awesome follow on Twitter, actually. So go ahead and do that follow today. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you later. God bless. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call Shirley, me, Shirley. Crown to the highness, you now surfing with Wakanda's finest. On my nimbus, flying with my worries, lay bad like recliners. Golden touch like a Midas. I scribe fire on Papyrus. Raise the bar the highest so the biters can't reach where the mic is. Liquorish excellence with maximum effort. If the flow don't do it, boy, I guarantee you the wordplay gets you. Big as a road, as small as the ocean, I'm complicated. Smash those roots, and they sleeping like oak and intoxicated. Don't call that bottle, boy. For-